Hey, what's up, everybody? This is The Greatest Show on Dirt. Saturday, July 28th. I'm recording this episode at about 1.20 p.m., and we're going to talk some baseball right now. One of the things, I want to jump into the trade deadline stuff, and one of the more intriguing trades to me is what the Chicago Cubs did with Cole Hamels, right? Obviously, I'm a Chicago Cubs fan, so I'm going to talk about this. I have to talk about this. I like the move, and really what I want to do is kind of unpack this and figure out exactly, I guess, maybe if I like the move and why I like the move. Okay, so the the Chicago Cubs, I think, coming into the season were looked at as by far having the best starting rotation in the NL Central and one of the better rotations in all of baseball, right? This thing headed up by, you know, your one-two punch of John Lester and Kyle Hendricks, you know, never not a better duo since, you know, the rocker Shawn Michael and Marty Jannetty. You've got these two guys who just in 2016 were two and three in Cy Young rankings, right? So these guys, these guys can pitch. You know, they've pitched in the postseason. They've pitched good ball. We all know what John Lester can be. I've, I always coined John Lester as the undertaker of Major League Baseball. So his regular seasons can look however they look, which they always look really good. Something happens to John Lester in the postseason. He, he steps it up every single time he hits the postseason. He never lets you down. He'll pitch as hard as you need him to pitch, as long as you need him to pitch. If you need 20 pitches or 120 pitches out of the guy, I mean, he'll come out of the bullpen for you and he can do it. Of course, what we've seen with Kyle Hendricks, you know, uh, a lot of times he gets the nickname Professor. He can he can pull you apart, rip your heart out, all with 88 miles an hour, similar to what the DeLorean does on Back to the Future, right? What do Kyle Hendricks and DeLorean have in common? They get a lot of shit done at 88 miles an hour, and it's the best thing ever. This season, though, John Lester, he uh, you know was the only starter on the Cubs to make the All Star team, and he's really only been you know been the only guy holding it down right now for the Chicago Cubs. We've seen. Kyle Hendricks is really getting ripped by the home run ball right now. His earned run average, I believe, is a little over four. I'm not too sure what's happening with the guy. I don't know if it's a – I'm not smart enough to tell you what's going on with it. But I'm, it's one of two things, right? One, Kyle Hendricks is not himself. Or two, Kyle Hendricks is not adjusting as quick as he needs to because hitters will adjust to a pitcher. Right now, I believe that the hitters are one step ahead of Kyle Hendricks, and he's got to figure out a different way to attack these guys, especially, you know, in his division. People are used to seeing his stuff. They're tapping him for home runs, and it's just not working. We know where Yu Darvish is at right now. At least we think we might know where Yu Darvish is right now. I think he was scheduled to possibly throw off a mound this weekend in St. Louis, or he may have already done so. Either way, he's starting to throw right now. You've got Tyler Chatwood who he walks more than a crossing guard. It's it's unbelievable. And the fact that Tyler Chatwood still has an earned run average below a touchdown completely boggles my mind. So, like, I see him, and I know what the Cubs were thinking when they signed him because he's pitching extremely well for a guy that walks, like, nine per nine innings, right? It's, it's really unbelievable what Tyler Chatwood can do. But, you know, but getting Tyler into the postseason scares the crap out of me because, you know, he might just walk every batter he faces. I'm not too sure because with Tyler, it's always been said it's a mechanics thing because he's got a lot of moving parts, right? So when you get into the postseason and you're extra, extra cognizant, is that the right word? You know everything that's going on around you and you're more aware of every little movement when you go into the postseason. It might not bode well for him, okay? So what the Cubs have done is they've got Cole Hamels, right? Yeah. Okay. What do you think of it, right? I'm, I'm going to try to find that out. So 
I've been thinking about it the past few days, and I was in the shower this morning, and similar to when Doc Brown fell off the toilet and thought of the flux capacitor while I was in the shower, I kind of thought, what hit me is why I think Cole Hamels can be such a valuable addition to this team, okay? I know that Cole was an NLCS MVP and a World Series MVP in 2008. He's a big stage guy. Historically, he's done it. He's been there. He's done that. Ice water runs through his veins. He makes Eli Manning look like he's got pure anxiety, right? Cole Hamels is good, okay? He's been good in the postseason. He's 7-6 and six with like a 3-3 ERA. Guy gets the job done. All right. Cole Hamels said in one of his interviews, I don't have it verbatim in front of me right now, but it was the interview he gave on becoming a Cub, you know, about how he said that this, um, that this tenure would be a tremendous journey. He was really looking forward to going straight to the postseason, right? Because in his press conference, he, he immediately went to the postseason. He has full expectations of going to the postseason and performing. Cole Hamels even said that's where he feels most comfortable is the postseason, right? He understands that he's in here to take this role. So during that interview, he had mentioned that his time in Texas was he didn't say it exactly like this, right? This isn't a direct, direct quote. But he said that his time in Texas was disappointing, that it wasn't, that they fell short of expectations and they didn't get the job done. That's basically what he was saying. And him and you, Darvish, were in that boat together. These are two guys that were in Texas, okay? And they were in Texas and didn't get the job done. So to step away from a situation like that and have that feeling inside, like, man, I didn't get the job done and I wish I could get one more chance. Well, as you sit right now, you have paired you Darvish and Cole Hamels together for this second chance, and I think it can. I think it's a phenomenal move for the Chicago Cubs, and I think this Cole Hamels move has the potential. and In my opinion, I'll say it right now: this Cole Hamels move is more important and more meaningful than the Nathan Avaldi move. It's more important and more meaningful than the Jay Hat move. As far as a pitcher is concerned, this, I think, is the most important signing because, one, it gives you a veteran presence, but, two, I've said it over and over again on this podcast, you Darvish and his tools, they're there, right? But with you Darvish, when you talk about a guy who he had all these high expectations for himself because you can't, you can tell me you Darvish is soft all day, but he ain't butter, okay? This guy, you Darvish, he is a tremendous competitor. He really is. But there are things I believe he deals with mentally, and he plays a sport that is the most mental out of all of the major sports you can play, football, baseball, basketball, hockey. Baseball is there is the most mental as the one where you really got to exercise your mind and the mental aspect of it on top of the physical stuff, okay? So with, with you, Darvish, having, you know, now he, he's in this new city He's getting ripped apart by the Chicago media, probably by a lot of media everywhere. And then he's injured. I feel you, Darvish, is kind of in that same boat as Ricky Williams was when he was drafted high, number one, by the New Orleans Saints, and then got injured. And he kind of dealt with this thing where he felt like he couldn't meet fan expectations. He was this young kid. Everything was on his back. He just couldn't deal with the pressure. That doesn't make you, Darvish, soft. No, if you say that, you're wrong. That makes you, Darvish, a human being. And I feel like you, Darvish is in kind of that Ricky Williams boat right now where he's feeling that, you know, his body's letting him down, but he's also letting a fan base down that just won a World Series in 2016. And he comes into here and, you know, he's, I don't know if you, Darvish was ever signed to be the number one, but I think he could easily feel that you, Darvish, 
that I, I feel that you, Darvish, could feel that he was signed by the Chicago Cubs team to be their number one guy. He was the Jake Arrieta replacement guy. That's what you, Darvish, is. The Chicago Cubs said, we don't want Jake. We want you because you's going to be our guy, and we're winning another World Series. You're our dude. And you, Darvish, with that pressure in a new city where he doesn't feel comfortable on top of what happened in Los Angeles in the 2018 World Series, or the, excuse me, the 2017 World Series, that is going to play with somebody. I don't care who you are. So when you bring Cole Hamels into the mix, it further adds, I believe, familiar territory to you, Darvish, meaning he knew Cole Hamels at his first Major League Baseball home, which was the Texas Rangers. Getting these two guys back together, I think, creates this second chance mentality of, oh my gosh, we're in the same clubhouse, we're in the same locker room. All the stuff we went through in Arlington and didn't get the job done, we're back here together now. And adding that familiarity to you, Darvish, and his routine, to one of his best boys, Cole Hamels, those guys pitched together in the postseason as a one-two punch for Texas. I think this is huge for you, Darvish. So Cole Hamels is a Chicago Cub. You've got you, Darvish, starting to throw off a mound. I think, I really believe that you can still get something good out of you, Darvish. But right now, you was playing this mental game of, man, what do I do? I'm letting the fans down. My body's not performing how I want to. I love the fact that you is getting a friend in this mix that he can go through this journey with. Because Cole Hamels knows you, Darvish, better than anybody in that clubhouse, right? How long did these guys pitch together for? So... Cole Hamels was traded in 2015, the day after he pitched that no-hitter at Wrigley Field. So you could essentially say the the back third of 2015, all of 2016, and most of 2017, these guys were teammates. And it seems like they were also teammates when Yu Darvish was injured. So I imagine they had conversations and talked as well. For this reason right there, them being back together and this, this familiarness, is that a word? This familiar territory of these guys being back together, I think, can can bring the most out of Cole, and I think it can bring what we've been looking for in you, Darvish, because the stuff is still there. It really is. And these are just like two dudes getting back together that's like it's one more run. It's like Michael Jordan coming out of retirement and him and Scotty just getting back together and doing it again. I hope this is what Cole Hamels does when him and you, Darvish, get back together where now they're this formidable one-two punch like they were in Texas, right? Cole's only 34, right? He's not washed up. He's a good lefty. Now, all of a sudden, if you've created, if you've recreated this Texas one-two punch on top of John Lester and then signing, getting a good pitcher and making a trade and working tells the team that upper management has faith in them, what's this do to the rest of the rotation? It might light a fire under Kyle Hendricks' ass. Then, if you get the John and Kyle one-two punch with the Cole and with the U Darvish one-two punch, you're doing real, real good. Now, Mikey can go back to the bullpen, Mike Montgomery, where he does the most damage. Good starter. He's done well. He is a valuable bullpen chip. And don't, don't think getting him out of the pen, it's, it's been bad for the Chicago Cubs. It really has. Mike wasn't in the pen. Carl got hurt. Brandon Morrow's on the DL right now. Brian Dunsing hurt. You know, this team can still line it up at the end. And it's getting there. It's getting there. And like I've said earlier this season, to the experience that the Cubs have, I like it. 
They've been through a lot. They've, you know, they went through the wild ride that was 2015, came out in 2016 with the best team in baseball, front to back. 2017, expectations were there. Nobody really felt like those expectations were met. And now you've got this team. You've got Hayward now batting 280. Addie Russell's turning a good bat out. I think Rizzo's kind of coming out of his thing. If Chris Bryant, you know, Chris Bryant, his shoulder, I think it's affecting his power. It's affecting the way he's swinging. It's affecting a lot about him. If he can come back and this whole thing can get together, 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 and we can play a postseason, as it sounds, a lot of these injuries might be blessings in disguise because if the Cubs can be this good, if the Cubs can have the best record in all of the National League and not have a Kyle Hendricks running on all cylinders, not have a Hugh Darvish at all, bring Cole Hamels into the mix, and then you've got Javi and Hayward and Addy really working into their own, you know, on the offensive side, and then get Rizzo and Bryant back into a rhythm kind of as you're going into September. Let's let this thing fly, right? Like the fireworks, pal, because they're about to go off. I think the Cubs are going to be a strong team. I really do. I like what they're doing, man. I think they've got a ton of experience, but you've got some little kids in there like David Bodie, Vic Caratini doing good work, you know, filling in where they can, and they're doing awesome. David Bodie had that uh, game-time two-run homer right before – a Tony's walk-off a few days ago against who against the Diamondbacks and Brad Box. But it was good stuff, good stuff. But I did Cole Hamels, you know. And hold on, I have, I have to read you this funny Cole Hamels tweet. Hold on one sec. Let me, where is this thing at? Yeah, this is what Cole said. He goes, um, he, and, and talking to you, Darvish, he says, a great experience to be able to pitch with him. Uh, I know, and this is what I like what Cole Hamels said. Cole Hamill said, referring to him and you, Darvish, I know it didn't go the way we both hoped. I hope this time will be the right way. You, Darvish, and Cole Hamill have this mindset of we're back together and we've got a second chance. Let's take the failures we had in, in, you know, in 2015 and 2016 and get together and make this thing work again. Right? I'm having a hard time putting into words, but you know what I'm saying when I say that now these guys are back together. They're, they're familiar with each other. They're back, in, they're back in sync. They're back with each other. And they've been through stuff on a, on a micro level because the Cubs as a whole have been through stuff. But on a micro level, Cole and Hugh, Cole and you have a relationship that is between the two of them where they've been through stuff because they were expected to be the number one and the number two for a team. It didn't get the job done. And acknowledging that alone – Tells me definitely what Cole's mindset would be. Tells me about the relationship he has with you and how you's mindset might be being like, man, we didn't get it done, but we're back and, you know, let's do this thing. And then after that, Cole goes, at least I know I'll have a throwing partner and maybe he can perfect my slider. I know he still needs to work on his changeup, which is awesome. Like, he's basically saying, like, dude, like, help me with my slider. Your changeup sucks. It's the best thing ever. I did Cole Hamels being in here. I really do. It's a good sign for the Cubs. Um, I like the move because it's a small, low-key move. Theo's continuing to work with what he got, and you got to love it. You know, you really do.